Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today, today, we're talking about White Boy Rick. The third movie we saw this week. Yes. As we are really making this AMC A-list count for us. Yes. Yes. Have to. Need to. Yeah. Want to. Unfortunately, we'll be in Seattle next week, so I won't be able to see a movie. But that's okay. That's right. That's right. That's okay. Yeah, we're getting as many as we can in right now, and Emily scared the crap out of me when she opened the door today, because although she told me about her makeup that she's practicing for Comic-Con, I didn't expect it when she opened the door, because she's got this long blue wig on, and all this blue face makeup on, and it looks really good, except for the jack-o'-lantern on the side of her face. Yes, um, should I, should I, should I release what it is, or should I wait? Sure. Why not? All right. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a girl version of Parzival, gender bent Parzival from Ready Player One, because you all know how much we love Ready Player One. So I like Ready Player One. But today we're not talking about Ready Player One because we already talked about that. We're gonna be talking about White Boy Rick. Yes, directed by Jan Demange and starring Matthew McConaughey and Richie Merritt in his first ever acting. Job. How old is he? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see how how old he is. He is. Oh, it doesn't tell you. Here, do the math, Alessandra. Um, I I highly doubt that he was in a movie in 1952. No. Is, this, <laughs> is, is someone not updating his page? His IMDb says Richard Merritt is an actor known for Right Boy Rick 2018 and oh. today 1952. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> this boy is, like, less than 20 years old. There's no way he was in this. That, yeah, that date's wrong. Cause the look, date's he, just wrong. Yeah. He was on the Today Show in 2018. So this was the very first thing he's ever been in. You're probably going to have to look this up on on the actual internet and not just IMDb. On the Googles? On the Googles. So anyways, this is the uh, based on a true story of this boy in Detroit who basically was indoctrinated into the drug rings of Detroit, basically kind of pushed into them by uh, the feds, the FBI. And so then he got to, like, know the, the ways, the ins and outs of selling and buying drugs. So then he started doing it himself. And that's the... That's the movie. Emily, you don't click on IMDb again. Well, I, I couldn't find Wikipedia. What is this? This? Uh-huh. Dr- Drashare.com? Oh, he was born on in 2001. What? <laughs> That's what it says. So it's 2018 now, so that he's 17. Yeah, you didn't realize that kids born in 2001 would be 17 now, did you, Emily? 
We all can't handle the facts these days. He he is a true a, a true teenager. Oh my goodness. Who played this role of this teenager who basically kind of goes undercover for the cops for a, for a bit and then says no to them because they end up kind of really pushing him too hard. Yeah, they, and he gets yeah. shot. I mean, okay. This movie that's just kind of the summary of the movie. And this man is still in prison today because it's based on his life. I thought he was out now. He's just about to get out. He's just about to get out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this guy's story, so I thought the story was very interesting. Um how how are we going to how are we going to how are we going to lay this out? Why don't we just talk about first impressions? Sure. I guess I guess I'll go first. Um well I kind of did a little bit too much digging before going to see the movie, so I had I had actually looked at the Metascore before going to see it, which I probably shouldn't Seriously? have done. Oh, I didn't do that. I, sh- I don't normally do that, but I did, and I shouldn't have, and I won't do it again. But So I kind of went in with low standards, mm-hmm. because I was like, shit, this got a 60. Like. Yeah. Which we'll talk about like, later. Like, why was it bad? Like, the trailer looks so good. Yeah, the, the acting looks really good. good. Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey looks like he did a really good job. Richie looks like he does a really good job. Like, it, and the story looks interesting. Like, I was like, how could this be bad? And then I, and then I watched it and found out. But I, I didn't read any of the, of the reviews. I had just seen the number mm-hmm. and then was curious. So, what did you think? Um, I definitely liked it. I liked it a lot, but there were there were some things that that irked me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I did like it, though. I, I would have to say the same thing. I did really like this movie. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it. And uh, there were some things that I thought were really great, some things I thought were not so great. Like, there were some holes in this movie that I thought were a little bit too... Too uh, as we when we got out of the movie, I thought it was just too biased towards this relationship between the father and the son. But that's how you make it a good movie. So, yeah. I mean, did you did you want to elaborate on that now, or do we want to just go into the characters maybe a little bit? I thought overall, the writing was pretty good. Yeah, and the acting was really good. Yeah. Like, yeah. for everybody involved. Yeah. The screenplay was great. The screenplay was really good. There was a point where Emily and I laughed so hard because Richie, sorry, Rick was trying to get his dad to go back into dr- the drug dealing business, even though his dad wasn't ever a part of it. He was just part of the arms dealing business. Yeah. No, his dad was, he never wanted drugs in the house. No. Never. He didn't like drugs. And his son ended up becoming a drug dealer, like a really big drug dealer, but the fact that he had to try to convince her, his dad to do this in the first place, he kind of roped him into it, and he said this line that made Emily and I laugh so hard, like we were like sitting in there trying to like, his like Matthew McConaughey was great, and this line he said something like, we're doing fine, like everything is just done so great for us, and then he said something like, dad... Um, your 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 daughter's an addict and and your son is shitting through a bag yeah, or something yeah like, and it was he's so like, funny Don's a junkie and I'm shitting in a bag and like the way he said it was so good the way Richie delivered his lines were really were just spot and just the wit yeah and and just like the comedy in 
and how these characters would speak mm-hmm. and the ideas that they would like be spewing out were yeah. just yeah was just really great. Like at one point there was this kid who um so Richie has has a girl that he likes, Brenda. You mean Rick? So, sorry. Well, yeah. Rick likes this girl, Brenda, and he has this. We're really dealing cute... with Richie, Rick, and Richard. I know. How... There's a lot of riches and lot Ricks. of yeah. Here. So okay, so Richard is Matthew McConaughey, the dad. Rick is Richie. Yeah, white boy Rick. <laughs> yes. So Rick has a girl that he likes. Her name is Brenda. He ends up getting her pregnant. Yeah. And, but they're cute together, and they're super cute, and and her her little brother or little sister i can tell the cutest kid i've ever seen so adorable just just randomly like the 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 scenes i i guess i'll just bring this up now some of the scene like one thing that irked me was how the scenes just kind of bounced around yeah things didn't really the timeline was really hard to follow yeah timeline you didn't was know how crazy. long time spent between things yeah and just and like before you had time to process things they'd just be moving on mm-hmm. so it was it was a bit too quick the pace was weird. But anyway, so, you know, a random scene starts, and Rick is at the house, and he gets a knock on the door. He, he had just, he just gotten back from the hospital. Yeah. And so he was, like, laying down, because, you know, he just got shot. And he gets up. And, he, and he's got a like, bag stuck to him. He's got this huge scar. Yeah, and this kid's just pounding on the door, like, so fast, and, like, so hard, and really loud. And he opens the door, and he's like... Kid, you're you're gonna get shot knocking like that. Yeah. And then and then this kid was just I can't even remember what he said. He was like talking so fast. He just spewing about how he's like he's like how you, you, you got, got Brenda pregnant. Yeah. He's you like, a baby daddy. He's like, hey, what you doing just sitting on your ass? We've been waiting for you to come around because Brenda's you know, Brenda just had her baby and you're the baby daddy. And it was just like this kid was like, She's too to chicken shit to come over here, and I was the one who had to come over here. <laughs> and, and he's like, be a man. Call Brenda. Be yeah. a man. Yeah, yeah. so funny. And it's like this little kid in the super puffy jacket, because it's in Detroit and it's freezing as fuck. Everyone is so cold. It's just and, the most miserable looking place to and live. And this kid's just so cute. He's being so sassy. I loved it. Yeah, that was a really good, that was a good part. Oh, yeah. So good. And so, like, these characters were really well... Really good characters. Yeah, they were yeah. They were just so well acted that I feel Belle like... Belle Polly did an amazing job as the sister. She She's such a good actress. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and even though I couldn't quite understand what some of the people were saying, like, like sometimes you could not understand what Belle was saying. Yeah, because she, just, because she mumbled everything. Yeah, she mumbled. But and so did so did Rick. So like, did, yeah, so did Rick. That's like their that's their accent is like the way that they talk. Like it, yeah. it felt so authentic because of that. Yeah, which I liked. Yeah, so it was fine because a lot of the stuff that they were saying was just it was it was good, but sometimes it was just it was just words. It was like just filler so they could yeah. like be in a scene together. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't anything of importance to like pr- propel the plot forward. It was just. It was just good speaking lines between characters. So it was mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I just felt like these these characters because they're based off of real stories. They have a lot to go off of, and they have a lot of development to go off of. That I feel like these actors just didn't get enough time to. I don't know. Um, my coworker was saying that like he felt like the characters didn't have like even though they showed emotion, they did they didn't give the audience enough time to feel that emotion back. Mm-hmm. Like the second, 
Like when, I mean, well, the, the prison scene where he was talking to Richard over the phone was really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, that at was the, really at the very end. Wonderful scene. But like everything before that, like, you know, when when Rick and Richard get into a car accident yeah. and, and just spin off the spin road. Spin off the road, yeah. Because, because Richard is like trying to get Rick to go back to school. And like, so it's really funny because I guess Rick drops out of school. And then Rick gets shot. And then he can't go back to school. Then he can't go back to school. Because yeah. he's, he's like a danger to the kids. He now. wants to go back, but he can't because yeah. he's a danger now. But <laughs> it's it's funny how Richard will just like spew kind of trivia to him because cause he doesn't know, like he didn't know what the Constitution was. And yeah. So. Yeah, he doesn't really know like school stuff. He knows no. street stuff. Yes. He's really good at the street stuff. Yeah. And he's a sweet guy. Like they really, really pose him off to be like somebody who just is in with the the not good types of people but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's a bad guy. And I actually wasn't expecting that. I thought he I thought the story was going to play out where he rises in the yeah rises to be a drug lord mm-hmm. and then he like gets caught by the police but then the police make a deal with him that's to, what I to catch too. to catch the other drug people, but and then it was way sadder, than way that. different. Yeah, that, and, and it much was more, yeah. so sad, much more sad. I mean, just what happened to this guy is just depressing. But he deserved the. the okay, so I was like, so really, he was working for Jennifer Jason Leigh, um, and Roy Cochran, and also uh, Brian Tyree Henry. They're the people who are part of the feds that put him up to buying all the drugs in the first place. And yeah, because they needed to know where the drugs were being distributed, yeah, so they could follow the drugs basically. Yeah, and they use him as their their floor man, their ground man, or whatever they called him. Yeah. And basically, this ended up making him known in the community as a drug person, so that he could do it later. You know, after he got shot and everything, and it really fired because everything was so underground. They were hiring a fourteen year old boy to do this. That is clearly illegal. And they were, like, going underneath, like, under the radar themselves. They couldn't back him up when he got to be old enough to be tried for all of this, these drugs that he was selling. So they couldn't actually help him in the end because there was just so much corruption going on at this time. They even said that they, like, got, like, seven cops when he, like, told the feds about who who was in this, in the drug community. They got, like, seven cops and it was just like so many people and that's the reason why the actual rick um stayed in jail for so long was because of the fact that there was this terrible law that basically fucked him over when he became 18 and then he got stuck in the prison system because there was so much corruption that no one could get him out because he made so many enemies that's why he stayed in prison for like 30 years ah oh, damn really yeah i read that and it was because, like, they didn't... In the movie, there was, like, his dad was trying desperately to get him out, and he couldn't get him out. He failed. But then again, like I said, they do paint him to be a really good guy and everything, but he's selling drugs. He's, he had, like, 800 grams of drugs on him or something like that, or 8,000 grams, right? Yeah, that he either had on him or that he had sold. He had sold. That is a lot of drugs. That is incredibly bad. Like, you cannot have that many drugs in in your possession. Yeah. They said that you might as well have killed a guy. It would have been better. 
you know? And the fact that, like, he... Because drugs kill people. Drugs murder... Like, ruin families and ruin people's lives. Like, that is, a, that is terrible. So, like, he did deserve to go to jail, for sure. But I don't know about 30 years. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, which going off of going off of what you said about like drugs ruining lives, like it's it's interesting how these different themes are portrayed yeah. through the movie and messages. Like with with because his, his sister, sister yeah. with his sister Dawn, she's definitely she's a, a druggie, and she runs away to to basically be in a in a crack house, basically, yeah, so that she could just keep getting her supply and basically just kill herself in there. And so it really does show. It's, I I don't want to say, is it like, it's a little hypocritical of Rick to be like, we're going to do this with the drugs, even though those, those are the exact same drugs that fucked his sister over. Yeah, and like, and, and I feel like they don't really care if anyone else does it, yeah. just as long as their family, their family isn't doing it. And because it's like, what because, about all the other people in the world? Yeah, because Rick doesn't do it, Richard no, doesn't do it. they don't do it. And they were trying to get Dawn off of it. Yeah. But, but, if, they but if they can make a profit... Out. And make some quick money yeah. and get their family back together. Who cares? Sell it to whoever they want. Well, that's, you know, that's really where Matthew McConaughey's, like, the more moral crux of this movie. And he does try to fight it. And he does try, but he doesn't fight against his son hard enough. Like, But then he's also kind of hypocritical, too, because, again, like... Yeah. Going back to the themes thing, because things were moving so quickly and we were going from character to character and, like, you know, side story to side story... Mm, yeah. It... It didn't make their these messages that that the director was trying to portray very strong. Yes, because you know Rick would out of nowhere just just be like you know what's like what's wrong if we sell drugs? You sell guns that kill people. So what's the but then 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 they never bring it back up. Right. Like we see it. We do see it through the movie. Like with the the guns they, they do read kill on, people. Yeah, they read on the news that the guns that Richard were selling yeah. were killing people and they were trying to find the supplier. Yeah. Which they knew was him, but they, they knew couldn't. it, but they couldn't really track it back to him, so they just pretended like they could track it back to him just to make Rick sell the drugs for them, for the feds. Like the feds fucked him over. They, they really, really, did. really, yeah. really fucked him over. It, it was bad. And and Rick was just I mean, he he was a kid. He was a kid. They they really took advantage of him. That they shouldn't have done that. Like but obviously who's to say because nothing is was documented. Like apparently this came from like a New York Times article or something that somebody had like dug up that that like they went and read about this this guy's actual story and the fact that this actually happened to him that the government really fucked him over as a kid. Yeah. And when his dad should have taken the fall for all of this arms dealing he was doing, you know? And if that would have happened, I mean, he still might have become a drug dealer, but I don't know. It just seems like... Yeah, there probably could have been a way for Richard to to take Rick's place. It's just, Like you said, okay, there's a lot of themes in this. There's a, there's a lot of drug use, not really use, but, well, by the sister... There's a lot of drug selling and, and buying. Kathy, I believe. Kathy, the wife. Yeah, the wife. Yeah, you don't see it a bunch. There's a there's a the whole aspect of the guns. So that's all like bad too. And they're always carrying guns. Even the fourteen year old kid, who clearly should not be holding a gun. Yeah, it's, it's and then and then there's the whole he has a daughter. So there's the whole like sexual component of this, which he has an affair with Kathy, the the wife. 
of uh, the guy, the the like kingpin guy that he ends up being working for. Yeah, Don Don runs off with a drug dealer, and and Rick sleeps with another like a drug dealer kingpin's wife. Yeah, because the drug dealer kingpin went to jail. Yeah, for like twenty years. Yeah, for yeah. And so, but that actually happened apparently. Like he was to, like a fifteen to John s- to Johnny no to Rick like he actually the real Rick actually was having an affair with Kathy, and she was like twenty two and he was like seventeen. That's what I read. Oh yeah, I mean it makes sense. It was it was in it was in the movie. Which it was is, in the which movie is based on the true. It's just like they they really put a lot of stuff that happened in real life in the movie. Like that kid that got shot, that nine year old or whatever that like accidentally yeah. got shot that actually happened yeah because because they were they were trying the, to hit a guy in the house and they ended up yeah, hitting by on oh, the poor kid and the kid got shot and he died yeah and that's when like the the gun violence like uproar happened and that's when everyone was getting like very paranoid and it was it's it was just interesting watching all of these hypocritical things bounce off each other mm-hmm. like it was it was the FBI trying to do the right thing by having Rick go get the drugs, which yeah. then gets him into the drug business, which then shows that the FBI is corrupt, and then yeah, and and it's just all bouncing off each other. It's which just is a lot of corruption and a lot of nobody's the good guy, no one's the bad guy. It's all just like pretty muddled, you know. That would have been that would have been interesting. What if they didn't try to go the whole glorified Rick route? Yeah, and that's what they and really kinda did. Kind of just made everyone out to be bad. Yeah, but, but Rick is also a kid. I know. So they, like, had to portray... It's not like he's a dickhead, either. He's, like, a sweet kid. He's not, he's not like a kid you want to punch in the face. I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, kind the of. The mouth on him. <laughs> he... I, I just thought that the actor did such a good job. He really did. That I was just like, this kid just... He, you, he grows on you as you're watching this movie, and he gets shot, and you're, like, worried about him. You're like, oh my god, he could die. I don't want Rick to die. Because I like Rick. Yeah. You know, you're, like, watching this, and... But I, I think that the end of the movie, like you said, at the beginning was really good, like, the first half of it, and then after the first half, after he got shot and decided to do... to sell the drugs, I think it could have escalated a little bit more. And it wasn't... It definitely wasn't, like, a... The tone could have been more like, oh, Rick's gone to the dark side now. Because it really wasn't like that. Yeah. And it still made you side with him, even though he decided to sell a lot of drugs. And also because there really wasn't, like, a flow to the movie. Like, yeah. you would, you'd have a scene that's really sad. You'd have a scene that's, like, then right after that, have a scene that's really crazy. And then, and then have a scene that's really heartfelt. And then have a scene, like, it wasn't. Yeah, and, it was a lot. And there were multiple, like, climaxes, really. Because when, when he was first working with the FBI, like, things were getting a little bit exciting. And then it kind of died down because he, because he left. Like, yeah. he, he, he quit and then he, he just walked away. Mm-hmm. And he had and got then, shot. like, some time happened. Like, it was... Yeah. yeah. Again, the pacing was so... So weird. Weird. And also, like, Matthew McConaughey um, as... It also was a father and son story. It was a really big father and son bonding, bonding movie. You know? Yeah. They, they had a lot of conversations together. And the very end was just so emotional because he had to watch his son being drilled and everything. Yeah. And also just being very 
you said father son, but also very family oriented as well. Very, just very because family like oriented. even though Don the, leaves, the like grandma they, and grandbrother too. Yes, and they're so cute. Yeah, Bruce Stern. Oh man, the pancake scene was just oh, was so cute. Um, but yes, yeah, it was really interesting watching Matthew McConaughey kind of like be this deadbeat dad who is like really trying to be better. Yeah, by opening a video store. Yeah, op- opening a video store that never happened. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't know. Who knows? He, may, maybe Richard Rush was was the starter of Blockbuster. Yeah, Betamax, <laughs> or, or that. <laughs> so yeah, and I really, I really liked Richard. Yeah, I did too. I mean, Matthew McConaughey kicked ass. Yeah. He he's such a good actor. He is. He really is. He's a really good actor. And I just liked I just I just liked watching him like try. Mm-hmm. And and kind of succeed but still kind of not. Like, I don't know, this movie like gave you false hopes. It really did. And I really thought he was going to succeed in the end and he totally didn't. And you know what? I I just wanted them I just wanted them to be happy. Yeah, I know. That's what we wanted. Like Rick got shot and you're like, "Okay, no more, but then we still have like another half of the movie to go. I yeah yeah because, so because he got shot like right in the middle, so it's it's shocking for sure. It really is. I think that definitely because the real life was so tumultuous that it's so hard to write a movie about it because it was just so many different players in this game of life that Rick had, you know, and he like he had a, a daughter with this lady. He had an affair with this other lady. He. You know, it's all these things really happened, and they were trying to like bridge them all together and make them all like one big story. And I think, you know, now that we've talked about it and stuff, I think it does it does deserve the meta score that it gets. Except for, I would give it a little bit better than a sixty. I'd say like a sixty-five. I'd give it, yeah, I, I'd give it a little bit higher now that I think about it. Now that we talk about it, just because with. Like, like, it wasn't a bad movie. Like, I know we're, like, really trying to break it down and make sure it's... I really enjoyed watching this movie. You know? Yeah. And and even though the pacing was weird, and a lot of those close-up shots were a little weird... Yeah. I didn't... I didn't really like a lot of those. Yeah, like, off the side of his face and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, Where you the, could see his mustache. Yeah. And all of the pockmarks on his face. All his pimples. Yeah, but also that... Yeah, it just, it just got too close, and they did that. They did that with like. Do you don't like the cinematography? Not really. I didn't really love it either. I for for just the regular filming, I thought it was fine, and I and I kind of liked how it didn't try to do anything too crazy or stylized. I mean, it yeah, probably, probably really could have used some some stylization, but I'm glad it didn't because yeah. again, this is this is a true story, and and now that I think about it, even though the pacing was weird. Like, life can be like that. Yeah, exactly. That's where, what I was trying to say. Where it's just like, you're, you're hugging, you're hugging your baby that you, that you didn't know that you had. Yeah. And then, and then you get shot. Like, like yeah. It's, he gets a goldfish. And, and then the, he gets shot. And he gets shot. the goldfish, and then he gets shot. You're like, like oh, that's a cute, cute goldfish, and then he gets shot. Which it, makes a lot of sense. That's, that's. Now that I think about it. And it kind of fits the movie. It that's does. Why, that's why I'm having such a hard time not liking the movie because I don't because because I, I do like it. I know, and I'm, tra- I- and I'm trying to justify liking it. 
and not really have anything bad to say about it because <laughs> because their acting was so good. Yeah, the acting was really good. Ah, oh, I. You know what? I can live with it. The 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 pacing fits now. I, I like it. Okay, I'm glad. I that like you, I like how it, I like how it does. I'm it. glad that you've justified that because it does make sense in the context of this movie. The the themes and the messages not being very strong. Yeah, kind kind of irks me because I yeah well. because it's just it's it's hard looking at this movie after seeing a movie like Black Klansman, which was so strong, right? So strong. Well, that so was saying a lot on its message. Yeah, where. This, where it feels like this person was just trying to touch everything. Yeah. Like just trying to, yeah. trying to be the, 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 I don't know, the, the fairy godmother of everything. Like, <laughs> because we already know Spike Lee is, is, a, is a fairy godmother. He, he comes when you need him. So, <laughs> this guy was just like, let's talk about gun violence. Let's talk about drugs. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk about, um, unfair treatment of people by, by the police. Let's talk about corrupt police. Let's talk about, like, yeah. And... Well, you know what else? You know what the movie was like that? Was Sorry to Bother You. That's true. That movie was all over the fucking place. That's true. And it but it worked. was stylized, so it was fine. We were we were talking about this before, about how we like the, the surrealism more. Yes. Yeah. Where this, where this was chaotic, yet it was more realistic. Very, which, very realistic. Which, again, makes sense, because if you think about because it... that's we, how we life have, is. We have all these problems, which, again, now, now that I think about it, this movie is just so... It's so comparative, comparative to today's time yeah. that, like, we have all these important issues, yeah. but none of them can really get the center stage because they're all important, mm -hmm. and they all, like, you can't just focus on one thing. A lot of things need to be fixed. And you're always being a hypocrite. And you're always being a hypocrite. In your life. And and, hypo and hypocritical items will constantly run into each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you could really care about the environment, but also super love drinking from straws. Yeah! From plastic straws. Yeah! You know what I mean? Yes! It's like that. You know what? This movie didn't deserve a 60. It didn't. It, it, it deserves at least, like... At least a 65. A bit more than that, a I 70? think. A 70? A 70? I think. Okay. 75. I, I, I think it deserved a 75. I really thought, when we got out of this movie, I thought to myself, oh, that was better than A Simple Favor in Searching. And then now that we've talked about it, I feel like it's probably the same. But I definitely don't think it's worse. I don't think it's worse because because if you guys if you guys did listen to our a simple favor and searching one, a simple favor got a sixty nine, sixty nine, and then searching got a seventy one. Yeah, which I don't. I I still I'm I'm still bitter about a simple favor. I'm bitter about that too. <laughs> this movie was definitely way better than that. And I don't think this movie deserves a 60. Yeah, well, yeah. But so, you know what? Maybe this also shows that Metacritic isn't always the best way to go. Because I know you and I, we read... You we know, don't always love everything they have to say. No, but I've I've definitely grown accustomed to this, to this being my... To Metacritic kind of being like my first go-to. Like, oh, should I go see this movie? Oh, I've got a 22. Maybe not. Well, that is bad. <laughs> this is not a 22. I know, I know. This <laughs> is a 60, which was, is all was right. I, I was looking at a movie and it had like a 22. Oh, yeah. Like, so I was looking bad. at something the other day and it had like a 20 as well. It's and really I was like, fun just looking oh, at the really low ones. God. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I definitely don't believe that this deserves a 60 now, now that we talk it through and now that I've changed my mind about things. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm gonna say 75. Okay. It deserves 75. Can I read the lowest one? Or yeah. do you want to read the lowest one? How about you read it because you're so pissed about it? Actually, I, I want to read one that kind of like 
made, like, was kind of like my idea. So okay. go ahead and you read the lowest one. Okay. Slant Magazine, Jake Cole, gave it a 38, which is really mean. It, 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 it killed it. It killed the this, whole meta score. This probably the next have, highest this one is a fifty. This probably could have been like like a like a seventy or a or, or a sixty five. Um, you know, while you're reading the next one, I'll average out all of them if I can. Mi- minus that one. Minus the thirty eight, okay. and we'll see what it got. Okay. 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 But anyways, this thirty eight says by treating its main character as exceptional, Jan Demark's film validates the punitive system it seeks to criticize. And you see, it's not wrong it's not wrong because it that's what i said it did treat him as being the one that's not in the wrong and that's that's a problem i had with this movie is that they they're like oh rick doesn't know what he's doing because he's a he's a kid he knew exactly what he was doing and he was selling those drugs and he had he sold a lot of drugs yeah and he wasn't he wasn't thinking at all about the consequences. I mean, which is at interesting. All. Which is interesting because Johnny... He clearly doesn't think about the consequences. He didn't wear a condom and he got that girl knocked up. Because he's not He's not. He thinking. doesn't think about he the future. Think. He thinks about the now. Which is interesting because, like, his... Because Richard's always trying to teach him and Johnny Curry, mm-hmm. um, the, the other drug dealer, Kingpin, who was married to Kathy. Yeah. He... And he's constantly telling Rick, like, don't do shit that'll, that'll mess up, um, Boo. What's his name? Uh, uh yeah, but you're right. So, it's, it's just interesting that Johnny says that constantly. Like, like, do not get Boo in trouble because he doesn't deserve this shit. And he, like, loves him. Yeah. Riddell. Riddell Curry. So, um, nicknamed um, Boo. Which was, I, I loved Boo. I'm gonna read the Roger Ebert one. Also, can you give me a tissue? Um... Roger Ebert says, Though it's well-done family drama, White Boy Rick is a half-told story that only lightly incorporates the deeper issues of systematic injustice. The black characters feel short-changed in comparison to their white co-stars. Even Rick's closest friend, Boo, R.J. Kyler, feels unremarkable. Despite these flaws, the performances in the movie are strong. That one makes sense, too. I agree with that, because a lot of the, the black people in this movie, which were a lot of this movie... Um, definitely didn't feel like they were super remarkable characters, and I felt like they had their own thing going on that, that should have been more, more strong. You know? Yeah. Which one were you gonna read that really made you feel like it was the one that... Well, I like this one because, because they called it a glorified TV movie, which is what I felt like. Oh my god, yeah. Which is what I felt like it was. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, because a lot of the editing and the pacing and the cinematography made me think of a TV movie. It is a lot like that. Because it was so odd. Yeah. And, and then this one, because it just touched on, like, the film fails to really engage or enlighten, because... Because it's just, it's covering too much. So much stuff. To but where it's, it it's a true story, so it's really hard to kind of break from that, I guess. Which, again, just makes sense, though. Like, if you think about it. I guess. It makes sense that they can't cover it. You know what it would have been better, I think, is not as a movie, but as a miniseries. You know, I, I've been thinking about that, like, a lot about movies these days. I especially think about it for this one. Because you could have had a different kind of theme running through... The th- the, it could be a f- or have a different theme for every episode. Yeah, it could be a family drama, but each episode could be like this is the one where we focus on the drug use. This is the one where we focus on the guns. This is the one you know. It's like not necessarily that rigid, but definitely like 
each episode could have its own like contained arc because this movie doesn't really have that. It's kind yeah. of like a loose arc of this man's life and how he goes to jail. So yeah. I think it would have been better if it was like a maybe three, four episode miniseries. Yeah, know? I can see that. I, I think it would have serviced the story a lot better. I think so. And and definitely allowed for more interaction with the black characters to make them stand out even more. Definitely, because they were... They, they were... did. They were in a lot of the movie, but I'm just saying, like, this didn't seem like anything more than just a bad influence for him. And they really could... They clearly were his, his second family, in a way. Yeah. Because he spent so much time with them. So... Yeah, and they and and he invited him to his wedding. Yeah, like, like they really they close. cared about him, and they, and they really they really barely touched on their relationship. I mean, you know, they had they had funny little outing scenes with with him and and the boys. Yeah, with their, with their gun shooting rats like under oh, a freeway. That was ridiculous. Which was oh my god, that was like in so the beginning. Gross. And then the, you know he would like go out with them to Vegas, go to the weddings, go to the roller rink, and like I think it would have been. A better, yeah. We also had that violence between Curry and that guy. Like beat him up with the, with the, the champagne, the champagne bottle. bottle. Yeah, it's very, very violent. I, from what we saw, I definitely liked Rick and Boo's relationship, and I wish that they had covered that more. And yeah. maybe, and because you do see Rick kind of getting angry and saying like, "Look what you did to Boo! Like you didn't have to take him. He yeah. was he wasn't a part of it." Yeah. But like, I feel like again, there was some stuff in the screenplay that just didn't make it into the movie. Then. Yeah. They like cut some scenes or something like that. Yeah, because again, the scenes really don't let things digest well. Like no, I mean, just no. in one in one scene, Boo's getting taken away. Yeah. With some other with some other of the characters, and then you just never see him again. And then like. Yeah, you never see him. Anymore. And then like 20, 30 minutes later. Rick is being like, look what you did to Boo! Like, I'm like, really? Where was this when it needed to be there? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, where was this fury when it was, like, Boo getting taken being arrested? Like, I was, that... I was kind of mad at the end of the movie because we learned that he's he was still in jail for so long, even though he was, he's Michigan's longest non-violent offender in, in jail. I mean, and it would have been better for him if he'd killed someone? Yeah! If he'd been violent? I mean, that is wild! It's ridiculous. That's, he, I mean, like I said, drugs are really, really bad. I'm like, okay, that's terrible. But the only reason he got, but also they said that the people that he put in jail got out like 10 years before, 20 years before he did. Like way, way less time that they did than he did. That's insane. I know. It's wild. It's a wild story. You know, I thought, um, I just, you know, it's kind of an interesting bio of this kid that this happened to him and then it's just sad his entire life got ruined didn't get to see his dad when he died you know yeah i want to figure out this average oh okay um so anyways emily and i just to kind of change the topic slightly since i think we've talked the hell out of this movie emily and i are going to um comic-con in new york so if anybody has ever been to new york comic-con we could really we would really appreciate any kind of uh you know notes or tips you have for us of you know where to go which stop to get off of because i'm just gonna do it all by what i know in new york already but um i think it's gonna be a 
We know nothing about this con. Oh, yeah, we know absolutely nothing about this con, so it's just going to be, we're just going to try our very best. I do know that some of the stuff takes place in Madison Square Garden, which is like a mile away from the convention center, so. Yeah, I did see that. So the way that that's going to work, I don't know what we're going to do, because you're going to have to go and walk there and then, like, wait in a line. I I don't know. It's going to be really fun, though, because New York's going to be just even more intense than than San Diego. I can just feel it. <laughs> it's even less. How does that, That's not right, Emily. You want me to do it? Add them all up and then divide by however many there were, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. You did that? Yeah. And it got a 57? Yeah. How is that right? 80 plus 79 plus 75. I'm going to do it again. Everybody, everybody listen to this. Okay, ready for me to call them out? Yeah. 80. 79, 75, 75, 58, 50, 50, 50, 50, 50. Okay. And, and I read you, are, are, are you counting this one? No. No, because then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 63. I think you just added wrong. What did I do wrong? Maybe you forgot one. Maybe I forgot one. Oops! Okay, a 63. So it only added three points, Emily. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I still think that's a little better. Maybe it deserved it. I don't know. I'm... I'm at odds. Are you? I don't know. It was good. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. (laughs) Well, if you liked it, if you liked this movie or didn't like this movie, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com or allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. We'd also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud. If you could comment on SoundCloud, comment on Apple Podcasts, we would love that so much. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I did say that. Oof, I wasn't listening. Keep going. Also, we have Facebook. You just search out by the popcorn. You can find us there. Message us there as well. We also have a Twitter. Our handle is at by the popcorn. Or you can find us on Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. Or you can... Um, can they do anything else? Oh, that's it. <laughs> I guess that's all you guys can do. I think that's all you got. Yeah. That's all it is. And uh, I guess we'll listen to you guys next time you'll you'll listen you'll listen to us next we'll talk to you next time oh, right <laughs> okay okay bye bye hold up what was that Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.